Hi, and welcome to Wellness with Lana. I'm Lana, your realistic wellness bestie, here to discuss everything from nutrition and fitness to mental health and fun. Join me every weekend for an episode that's entertaining, educational, and can help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really happy that you decided to click on and listen in today. It's kind of, I feel like I plan out episodes and then I just change them last minute to something that's relevant in my life. And honestly, I like that way better because planning episodes is great and I'm a big planner, but when it comes to something like my podcast or my social media, I like to kind of go with the flow and kind of be able to talk to you through things that I'm currently going through because I feel like a lot of people can relate with like current vibes if you know what I'm saying because I feel like whenever I'm going through something or just feeling some kind of thing um, a lot of people just mention that they're going through the same thing so that's why I kind of want to hop on and talk about this topic Um, but before I get into that I'm going to set the mood so it is around 7 30 p.m on a Friday and I try to record these podcasts like almost live as in a sense of like I literally don't even listen to it I just post it on Saturday and then I listen to it along with everyone else who's listening it to the first time I feel like I'm a perfectionist and if I listen to it and I catch little mistakes and I'll try to edit and edit and edit and obviously I don't want to do that and I don't want to go through that mental turmoil so I just try to record them um, very kind of on the dot and just treat this like a conversation with a best friend, just treat this as like a FaceTime, a phone call. So, you know, if you want to treat it like that, good, we can both be best friends together. Um, But yeah, I'm just literally laying on my floor with my laptop open, comfortable clothing clothing on, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to get into the episode. But before we do, a high and a low of the week. So my high is probably that the weather got really warm. If you don't know, I live in Minnesota, so, you know, when it already hits, like, mid-October, it starts getting really cold, and it was pretty chilly, I think, starting last week. It was, like, in the 30s. It was freezing, and obviously, I love my hot girl walks, especially after school. I tend to do them around, like, 5 or 6 when, you know, it's already getting cool, and there's the sun is starting to go down, And, um, you know, it gets really cold and I don't enjoy them as much, but, you know, I'll keep doing them because I know they're good for my mental and physical health and it just gives me a good break before I start studying again um, in the evening. But, you know, it finally got warm, so I'm really happy that for this, like, only one weekend left, I'll have some warm weather here. Um, But my low is I can't really enjoy the weather Um, and here's why. So right now it's midterm season, and so I've been studying like crazy nonstop for um, my organic chem exam, which is coming up very, very soon, and um, some other exams next week as well, a lot of projects and homework assignments, and it can get pretty overwhelming. Um, I had like a bunch of appointments this week for like, you know, different like doctors and whatnot, and then, you know, work, and then school, homework, and then studying, like, you have to make time for everything, along with, you know, going to bed at a good, um, time, and, you know, making sure that I'm not, like, I'm able to work out, and I'm able to kind of have that mental break as well, because you can't study the entire day, 
Um, at least I can't. So it's a lot of stress right now, but it will get significantly better once um, these exams are done and I can just kind of enjoy the ride till final season in December, but that will be a two-month problem, not a current problem. Um, also, before I like fully, I keep saying I'm going to jump into the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> but before I really get in, um, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at wellnesswlana. Um, I've been posting not as frequently right now because it's midterms, but I'm still posting. And I kind of want to do like a series of like recipes that are super easy um, and like quick for school like college classes or high school or wherever you're at or even work because I feel like a lot of people right now are not having a bunch of time to cook and whatnot like they did perhaps in the summer so I feel like those easy quick recipes that are like easily transportable to would be very helpful for all of you if it is you can dm me on there as well but as of lately I've been revealing parts of myself that I feel like I've been like suppressing for a very long time And I was really thinking about this because I was listening to a podcast and this is so subconscious that I don't even know what podcast it was, but it was a couple months ago. And I mentioned that we're kind of living in a man's world. And I'll get into why I say that later on in the podcast. And no, this is not like a, this isn't really like a feminism podcast. Um, Not that I'm very neutral on like anything political, but um. You know, I feel like, you know, they were kind of right in a sense where we are really still living in a man's world. And I don't think I don't think we will be able to get out of that. Um, At least I don't see it happening. But, you know, I can't predict the future anyway. And I just feel like I haven't really felt like a woman in so long. And here's why. And I'm not saying this is not like gender identity either. Try to hear me out here. I didn't feel like I'm a girly girl. But the last time I really felt like a girly girl or just like a woman was pretty much when I was 10. I feel like once middle and high school started, uh, it was not cool to be like a girl. You just kind of had to fit in with everyone else and just be normal, quote unquote normal. And, you know, wearing pink was a taboo. Anything sparkly or bedazzled was a taboo. Not saying that those are like super feminine, but you know what I'm kind of saying. And all of my like feminine energy pretty much dissolved by high school and now it's like gone um and I'll get into the differences between masculine and feminine energy but I've been really thinking about this and it's been bothering me I don't know why but it's been really bothering me that like I have always been kind of a girly girl but I've been suppressing it because it's deemed not cool it's not like the clean girl that girl aesthetic it's not you know all of the things that are you know popular in the media and I don't feel like it was ever super popular to be a girly girl um at least when I was growing up so I feel like there's this huge void in me that's kind of like suppressed and just now I'm starting to like open myself back up to like wearing pink things because pink is my favorite color and doing things that are a little more feminine and not always being productive and bringing myself out 24 7. And I feel like the world really praises productivity and achieving goals. And again, those are all things that I absolutely love. I love setting goals. I love to talk about being productive. A big portion of my platform 
is on that. However, I feel like it can be taken to an extreme and I feel like the world really has taken it to extreme and I honestly feel like that's why we have a lot of our mental health struggles and identity crises is like we're not us because we're suppressing us to become a mold for what the world and what society says we should be. So let's like actually finally get into this episode. Okay, so there are two types of energies, masculine and feminine energy. So I'm Christian and I personally believe that God created men and women differently, hence the different energies, the different vibes. But before I like get in, get into it, I want to kind of preface that, you know, it's okay if you're a girl and you have a masculine energy and it's okay if you're a guy and you have feminine energy a lot of most people actually have a mix of both of these energies and that's what makes them them. However, again, it can be taken to extremes, especially if you identify as a female, but you're always running on this like masculine energy vibe and you kind of feel empty as in my experiences and how I felt this kind of reveal itself within my life. So masculine energy is very thinking, productivity, problem solving, protective, organizing, driving. So most of the time, masculine energy individuals um, are using logic rather than emotion. They're using their brain more than their heart, of course. They have a ton of structure. And this literally sounds like me to a T. Every single one of those traits are literally me. And I'm not lying about that. So for me, I'm very, you know, I use my mind all the time. I don't really use emotion. I, you know, am very logistic and productive and organized and problem solving and, you know, whatnot. And I'm not saying those are bad qualities. Those are actually fantastic qualities to have. However, and you can be feminine and have masculine traits, but, you know, I'm talking about when it starts to become extreme to the point where, you know, I'm a woman and I don't feel like a woman. I kind of feel neutral and I don't feel almost connected to my, to my gender because I feel like the entire time of my existence, ever, well, ever since I was like eight or nine, once, you know, being a girl was kind of not cool, then I would just suppress what I liked and what I wanted to do with what everyone else deemed as quote unquote cool. Um, cause you know, when I was growing up, the tomboys were cool, you know, and I wanted to be one, but that wasn't me. I was a very like sparkly kid and I loved colors and sparkles and things like that. And I loved things that were girly. And ever since I went into middle school, I kind of suppressed that part of me. And literally just now where I'm pretty much on my way out of like all on my way out of high school, I'm pretty much like letting myself become almost a woman again because I realized I think during and throughout COVID and just starting to fully realize now that like there are things that I like and there are things that I don't like and I don't feel like society should force me into this box of who I should be or um, what they think I should look like or should act like or should like or dress and whatnot. So Feminine energy, on the other hand, is more gentle. It's intuitive, it's fluid, it's receiving, nurturing, kind. And I know a lot of men, very like 
strong masculine men that also have these qualities too. And again, these are not bad qualities. However, I um, also, I'm really more focusing on women dealing with too much masculine energy rather than men because I'm not a guy, so I can't talk about that in your situation. But again, I'm trying to say that it's not bad to have these energies. It's just when you are using one side of the spectrum or another to an extreme and you feel disconjointed from your gender identity, from who you are as a person, if that makes sense. So I feel like, and I already mentioned this, that the world is really forcing us into a man's mold. Um, Work schedules, for example. Now, this is all, you know, myself researched. However, if you want to Google it, you can. A lot of things will pop up. So if you're really curious, you can as well. But the 8 to 5 workday was designed to accommodate a men's testosterone levels. Okay, I find this absolutely fascinating. I don't know if you find this fascinating, but I do. So if you don't know, men's hormones run on a 24-hour cycle and the entire 8 to 5, 9 to 5 workday was designed to boost performance for white men, okay, during these working hours. And um, they, I think they have ran studies on other um, races of men and, you know, all around the world. And I mean, they all have the same hormones relatively. They're all men. Um, but back then, that's, I mean, they, back then they only really researched on white men. Um, so that's where we got the whole nine to five, eight to five, 40 hour a week schedule, if you know what I'm saying. But women, as if you're a woman, you know, you have a 28 day hormone cycle. So right off the bat, the whole typical workday is not really a fit for our performance levels regarding our hormones which means a lot of times we have to push through when we're exhausted or, um, you know, we might be feeling really out of it and really emotional. We still have to push through. We still have to show up. We need to also understand that there's going to be fluctuations in our productivity and that's okay because we can't really control our hormones all that much. Now, that's not all of it, okay? Having a child often hurts earnings for women but not men. And this is as of 2018. So don't be like, oh, that's like a 1990 problem. The wage gap. No, it still exists, you know. Um, and it's really hurtful that it actually happens not necessarily when they're going into the workforce because you might be totally on equal playing fields. And again, I'm not saying that this is every single company, but overall, New York Times 2018, they literally showed graphs where once a woman had a child, their salary went down and it wasn't due to their paid maternity leave. It was due to pretty much having a child. I don't know about you, but that like really bothers me because in a sense, that's like, okay, so I'm going to work during a time where men's testosterone levels are meant for their highest performance, even though I might be feeling horrible I'm still showing up to work. I'm still doing my thing. I'm pushing through. But, you know, God forbid I have a child because then my salary is going to drop, even though I'm putting in like the same amount of effort. Like I might leave for, you know, a period of time because I literally just birthed a human being. But like, are you like, I find this so just like we are in like 2023 going into and we still have these problems. And I just find it absolutely fascinating that we still have these problems 
And then women are the ones doing more unpaid work. So I'm talking like housework, cooking, cleaning, childcare, driving kids around, whatnot. And this leads to higher rates of stress and depression, which, you know, for me is like, I feel like a lot of men, um, when they have stay-at-home wives or, you know, stay-at-home girlfriends or stay-at-home partners or whatever, I feel like they always underestimate what a woman does within the house. And I feel like this could also reign true for stay-at-home dads, but I feel like it's a lot more prevalent for women where if a woman stays at home and she cleans and she cooks and she drives the kids or even if you guys don't have kids, like she just cleans and sets up, you know, plans and organizes and makes the budget and does everything, she's still underestimated and she still is looked over as someone not important and not vital and that her hours of cleaning and cooking is just, you know, whatever, you know, it's easy, but it's not always easy. And I feel like women need to be appreciated more for the things that they do outside of work because there are women out there who are like CEOs, they're mothers, they're they take care of their kids, they hang out with their kids, they, you know, clean the house, but yet they also run a business and I find those women absolutely incredible and those are the that's the kind of woman I want to be in the future. However, I feel like those kind of women need more recognition for all that they do within a day and they just aren't. Also, in the medical world, medical research generally includes more men than women. Um, We're definitely getting a lot better than this because if you were listening just a couple minutes earlier, I said, you know, back then, like 1800s, we mostly did medical research um, on white men. Obviously, times have changed, thank goodness, because we are a very diverse world and we need our medical research to be actually accurate for like everyone. But... It's not because most medical research includes men rather than women because women tend to be the ones with worse side effects. So they're the ones who tend to have problems. And imagine you are a person creating a certain product. Let's say you're creating a medicine, a drug of some sort. So to pass to pass the, you know, all the exams and tests in the years that this drug has to go through to reach the market, the researchers can literally avoid women or certain groups of even ethnicities that would cause it, the drug or, you know, whatever it is to be pulled from testing so it won't ever end up on the shelves. And there have been a couple of scandals regarding this that certain research studies have, like, completely excluded women or a certain race or both. And I just find that just not ethical. I mean, I just don't know. We need to have everyone included in these medical research studies. As long as, you know, they're volunteers, they're okay with it. Because we need this medicine to be safe for everybody. Anyway, pretty much this entire, like, rant is we women are in a man's world and that's okay. I feel like instead of trying to conform the world to who we are as individuals, because again, we are one half of the world, we're not the entire world. So like there's another half of the world, like all the men are totally fine with working at their normal testosterone levels and everything's going absolutely fantastic for them. Good for them, you know, and it doesn't mean that we need to conform the world to ourselves, but I think we need to call out these issues but also work on ourselves to tap into our feminine energy 
and feel a little bit more like yourself throughout all of these different changes. So here are some tips that I have been implementing in my life to tap into my feminine energy because I've been implementing these for like a couple of weeks and I have really felt just a change. Just I feel like I'm calmer and I feel like I'm way more myself in a sense where I feel like I'm not running around almost like a robot just going from thing to thing, activity to activity, studying to homework to work and whatnot. So number one is developing intuition. So if you heard me define feminine energy, they're very intuitive. And a lot of women are just not intuitive anymore because there's just so much going on in the world that we don't even want to tap into this intuition. So start small, like choosing outfits. Like, would you want to wear, you know, the black jeans or the blue jeans today? Figuring out what kind of makeup you want to do that day and more. And then I also really do preach intuitive eating on this platform because your body really does know best when and how much it needs to eat. So you really do need to focus on trying to intuitively eat and not always be on those dumb diets that don't end up working. Um, yeah, they just don't work. Um, and then a further episode on healing your relationship with food is to come. That is something that I'm actively working on. If you don't know, I struggled with anorexia for two years and I've been recovered for, I think, I'm trying to think back, at least half a year now. Um, but no, it was not fun. And I'm very happy to be working through all of these last little tidbits of this issue so then I can fully fix it and leave it in the past. This intuition overall though with you know outfits and just having these gut feelings and really feeling them allow you to give yourself more space to feel out whatever you are. And this kind of leads into tip number two is feel your feelings. I feel like a lot of people suppress their emotions as well because in our world, that's kind of praised. You know, don't show people you're angry or sad. Keep working. And um, there have been studies actually that one of the main causes why men's lifespans are shorter than women's is because they suppress their emotions. So if we women are suppressing our emotions, we might be damaging ourselves, you know? And I feel like it's really important for men to, to you know, be able to just non-judgmentally like just feel their emotion and sometimes I understand that there's a time and a place for this you can't just start like sobbing in the middle of like a business meeting or a class like that would just be weird okay but just like have times throughout your day where you can feel your emotions especially if you are feeling very emotional that day if you really feel like you have to cry or just like get something out of your system, set a timer for five minutes, do what you got to do for those five minutes, come back and get back to your normal daily life. This is really important to let yourself feel those emotions. Journaling is really important because I feel like it also sets a picture to your emotion um, and it gives you just some words to express emotions if you struggle with expressing them as well. Number three is rest more. So This is something that I am going to forever have to work on because I am very, you know, go, go, go type of a personality, but um, burnout and overworking yourself is praised in our masculine energy society. 
but it leaves us women and honestly men completely spent like we're just we're just done okay we can't constantly be going 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 because eventually we're going to break down and we won't have energy for anything so make sure that with your restful time obviously sleep you know do things that just you really enjoy I love to do um, self-care, so like bubble baths and masks. And I get if you don't have time for that. I get it. I'm a busy college student. However, you know, put on a mask while you're studying. Or just have one night a month to just do a nice bubble bath if that's your thing. If it's not, you can read, you can draw, color, find a different hobby that you like and just rest in that hobby. Um... Yeah, it's just really nice to be able to have different hobbies that you just really enjoy. But this goes into tip four is try and be more creative. So you don't have to be good at this. Uh, I completely suck at creativity. I'm just not good at drawing. I'm really good at uh, playing the piano, though. So you can play the piano. Um, Lately, I've been getting into dancing, specifically like ballet type of dancing. And I actually really enjoy it. Have I ever been a dancer? No, not really. I just like to do it for myself and that's totally okay. Um, coloring, painting are also things that I want to try more of. But you can really be creative in so many aspects. You can do, um, I know some girls do like crochet and knitting. Others do jewelry. Other people just make really cool s- scrapbooks and whatnot. But just try and find a nice little creative hobby that not only lets you use number, like tip number three, which is rest, but also number four is being creative. Number five is do less high impact exercise. So I feel like everyone's just like really getting into like, or they have gotten into the past year, hit weightlifting, marathon running. They're all great things, but a lot of times they're big stressors to our bodies. And doing those a few times a week is fantastic. But you know, the other times try doing other things because otherwise your body is just not, not going to vibe, especially if you're like on your period and you're forcing yourself to go out and just like exercise, like run and weightlift when you like physically don't feel 100%, like that's just not, don't do that to yourself. I know a lot of women do cycle syncing for their exercise. I don't personally do that, but um, you know, if you're interested in that, you can definitely look into it. I have really been getting in. You've already known that I've been into hot girl walks for years but I've been really getting into Pilates okay I'm becoming a pink Pilates princess right now and here's why I literally thought Pilates is going to be so easy I like lift weights I lift super heavy I can do this I can do that I can lift like 50 pounds like I'm so strong and then you do Pilates and then you realize you're not very strong those Pilates classes have something in them and by the way a lot of people think Pilates is for like really rich people I actually do Pilates alone in my basement watching a YouTube video. I like to use, um, yeah, I just watch a YouTube video and that's how I do my Pilates. Sometimes I add in some ball ankle weights, some resistance bands, some light weights, but like I've been really getting into that and it makes me feel more energized because I feel like when I did weightlifting, when I did hit, it really just left me drained and I work out at like 5 a.m. in the morning and I don't feel like waking up energized and then going through a tough workout and then being already exhausted by like 6 a.m. And then having to go through a whole day of school. 
or work is like just really just too much for me. So I've been getting into Pilates because it makes me feel super energized afterwards. And it's still like a really good workout. And it's stressing my body out a lot less. And then a little bonus tip. I was going to end off here, but I just kind of want to add this in. Buy pretty things and treat yourself when you can. So for me, I feel like getting a nice coffee, having a cute workout set, upgrade your undergarments, your pajamas, upgrade certain types of clothing. Like those are all really great things to just treat yourself and make yourself feel like the happiest and healthiest and prettiest version of you. Again, I'm not saying every single day. Of course, this can change, you know, month to month or whether you are really tight on money or you might have a little extra to spend. It's okay. You don't necessarily have to buy a super expensive thing. Just whatever makes you feel the best, if that makes sense. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I feel like this was kind of a rant episode, but maybe it got you thinking where like, have I always been suppressing my feminine self, my feminine energy to a man's mold? Because that's pretty much what society has thrown out as um, our achievement, what we should be doing. And personally, I feel like we should stop shoulding ourselves, like should, shoulding. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not swearing. Like shoulding ourselves and just try and become who we really are and be our authentic selves because I personally feel like that is such an important part of wellness. If you weren't yourself, I feel like it just, it throws a lot of things off track. And you know, for me, because I've found this new love for like dancing and Pilates, I've been like getting re-motivated to work out and I've just really been enjoying it and having a blast. So, you know, if you've just been feeling out of sorts lately, this is a good recommendation for you to just try and see and feel into this. Anyway, I hope you have a fantastic week. Again, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it and give it a review. I would love to hear back, so DM me on Instagram or TikTok at Wellness with Lana, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.